Welcome to the Indie Writer Show. Practical steps to writing and selling more books without an agent or a publisher. Episode number six. Bear Writer with a Terrific Twitter Following, Part 2. Power up your profile. I'm your host, Stephen Gordon, and in this episode, I'll share seven steps on how to power up your Twitter profile that will attract more of your target audience to follow you. The seven steps are, step one, update your photo. Step two, make the most of your header. Step three, pick the name you want to be known by. Step four, use your location to your advantage. Step five, always make sure you have your website on your profile. Step six, use your bio to tell the world who you are in 160 characters or less. And step seven, how to use your background to promote your latest work. If you enjoy this episode, why not subscribe to the show on iTunes or to have new episodes delivered to your inbox with links and show notes included, go to stephengordon.org forward slash sign up and subscribe. If you've already subscribed, I'd really appreciate you giving the show a rating over on iTunes or telling others about it on your favourite social network. I'm also very excited to announce that I've been invited to this year's Octacon in Dublin to host a workshop on how to write and sell more books without an agent or a publisher. Octacon is one of Europe's best science fiction and fantasy conventions, so if you're in Dublin on the 13th of October, then why not come along and take part? You can get full details from stephengordon.org forward slash events, and I hope to see you there. After using the 70-20-10 content rule we covered in episode number 3 for a couple of weeks, you'll start picking up some followers. And by making some changes to your profile, you'll increase the amount of people who choose to follow and engage you on Twitter. As other Twitter users take an interest in your tweets, it will increase the amount of people clicking on your profile as part of their decision-making process whether to follow you or not. Having a clear, informative profile will help other Twitter users decide if your tweets are ones they want to read. So here are the details of the seven steps to increase the amount of people hitting the button to follow you. Step one is to ditch that selfie you are using as your profile photo. You can start editing your profile by going to your Twitter profile page and clicking on the Edit Profile button on the right side of your page. Twitter is the first place a lot of potential readers are going to see you and you want that first impression to be a professional one. Instead of that self-portrait you took using best judgement and a mirror, ask a friend or family member to take a clear head and shoulders picture of you in a well-lit room. I won't be sharing dimension sizes of pictures here as they occasionally change, so check with support.twitter.com for up-to-date information on how big your picture should be. You can get ideas about other options for a good self-portrait by searching online for 100 seriously cool self-portraits and tips to shoot your own. This is a great article that will give you a starting point to direct what sort of picture you'd like of yourself online. You can also find the link to that site in the show notes. 
You, a friend, and a smartphone are more than okay for your profile shot, but if you want something with a more professional feel without breaking the bank, contact your local college or university and ask if they are running photography classes. Photography students are always looking for models. Give them the brief that you're an author and you need head and cover shots that reflect the genre you write in. You'll get some superb profile pictures and they'll get content for their course portfolio. Everyone's a winner. Step two is to make the most of your header. If your profile picture is your social media passport photo, then your Twitter header is your advertising billboard. The header on your Twitter profile sits behind your profile picture and gives you about 20 times more screen space than your profile picture alone. More importantly, your header is always seen by anyone looking at your profile, regardless of the device they are using, including laptops, tablets, or mobile phones. Twitter has rules about the percentage of text this image can contain, but there's more than enough leeway to use it as an area to do one of really three useful things. First, if you have another photograph you like, you can use it as your header. As long as it's in a landscape orientation where you are positioned to the left or right of the centre, it can make for a professional looking Twitter header. Avoid pictures where you are in the middle as your profile picture takes up this area. The next useful thing you can do with your header is present images of your book covers. They're not clickable, but anyone looking at your profile will see straight away what you're about and if they like what they see, will be encouraged to find out more by clicking on your site link or visiting their favourite online bookseller to sample your work. The third useful thing you can do with your header is promote an event you're taking part in. Like book covers, this is especially effective as part of an overall promotion. If you're tweeting about a reading, a blog tour or a panel you're taking part in, your Twitter header can help direct more people to take an interest in the event. Okay, so step three of making the most of your Twitter profile is your name. Just use the name you publish under or intend to publish under. Nothing else. Step four of powering up your profile is your location where you can share your town, city and country. I'd recommend being specific. As your Twitter presence grows, so will the opportunity of people reaching out to you. Through Twitter, I've been invited to speak about indie publishing, join a group of writers preparing a TV pitch, and have been offered guest spots and workshops. All of these invites started with, I've seen you on Twitter and noticed you're in the area, or something similar. Step 5. Always have a link to your website. As indie writers, our websites are core to our long-term success. It is the foundation of everything we do online. It's where we share our blog posts, extracts from our books, announcements of appearances, readings we are given, panels we are attending, and most importantly, it's where readers can sign up to our all-important mailing lists. So why not start advertising your website as much as you can? Don't worry if you don't have one yet, there's an episode on its way to take care of that, but just remember that when you do, this is something you'll want to update your Twitter profile with. The website link on your Twitter profile is clickable, 
and a habit I have, and I suspect many others do as well, is to click on that link of people who follow me and find out more about them, especially if I find I connect with their Twitter biography. And this takes me to step six. State your bottom line up front on your Twitter biography. Twitter is littered with bios that try to be funny, convey someone's personality, or point out every interest they have in 160 characters or less. This doesn't work. When I read profiles that say someone is a writer, artist, photographer, actor, filmmaker, game maker, and tree surgeon, I always come away thinking, well, which one is it? A lot of follower decisions will be made based on our profiles. And if we use our our bios correctly, some of those decisions are going to be, I'm not going to follow this person, and that's okay. Twitter for the indie writer is not one-way communication. Some of the signs of a successful Twitter account is the amount of times your tweets are favourited, retweeted, or replied to. These responses point towards a Twitter following who are engaged with your account and look out for what you have to say. This will help drive traffic to your website, increase mailing list signups, and add to your sales volume. But listing out every interest or activity you have can set an incorrect expectation in a potential follower's mind. They may have clicked on follow because your Twitter profile states you are a keen chainsaw juggler. And they like chainsaw jugglers. But if you never tweet or hardly ever tweet about chainsaw juggling or anything that may interest people who like juggling with chainsaws, you just lost a potential reader and worse, made your own Twitter stream harder to review for opportunities to build up engagement. Far better to attract Twitter followers who follow you because they want to have a writer of your genre in their Twitter stream. This may mean you're going to have lower numbers of Twitter followers than you'd like, but the ones you do have are going to engage with you more. It also means that your own Twitter stream will have more opportunities for you to connect with others on topics you're all interested in, rather than a whole bunch of tweets about things which you're maybe not going to find a lot of interest in and making it harder for you to connect with your readership. For indie writers, I recommend the following formula for writing a Twitter bio. Start with author of the and then insert the adjectives for your genre. Then put one to two of your latest available story titles. These could be available through an online seller or just on your website. And then finish on one writing related point, which could be a class you teach, an event you're attending or another social network you can be reached on. The bio has really got to convey and focus your Twitter follower or your potential Twitter follower's attention on this is a professional author. And that's it. Some examples are that my biography currently reads author of the dark thrillers, show them your cross and spoonful, host of the indie writer show. Another writer could have Author of the uplifting romance novel, Grateful Heart, why not connect with me on Goodreads? Or a third one could be author of the young adult magic and fantasy series, Grimdark. 
I'll be on panels at Worldcon 2015. Play around with a formula, but keep your 160 character bio focused on letting the rest of Twitter know what kind of writer you are and what kind of stories you have to tell. That's it. Nothing else. Step 7 is to make the most of your Twitter background. To squeeze every last drop of use you can out of your Twitter profile, you should design your own background. It can be done using freely available images and software, and with the help of the article How to Make a Twitter Background, from the nice folks over at www.digitaltrends.com. I recently discovered this article and have included its advice into my ongoing book promotion strategy. You can see what I've done with it by looking at my Twitter profile over at twitter.com forward slash cavemansters. You can get links to the article and my Twitter profile by going to the show notes at stephengordon.org forward slash show and clicking the link for episode 6. Twitter is an amazing tool to connect with a large amount of people. And if used correctly, those people will be ones who are actively accepting you into their social network with a view to hearing more from you and what you do. Your Twitter profile is a major part of that relationship. And the seven steps we looked at today will go a long way to establishing your online presence as a professional author with stories to tell that people want to hear. Step one, as a reminder, is to update your photo with a professional-looking author image. Step two is to make the most of your header by sharing another author photo, covers of your new book, or advertising an upcoming event you're part of. Step three is to use the name that will appear in your book covers. Step four, use your location to your advantage to connect with others nearby you. Step five is always make sure you have your website on your profile. Step six, use your bio to tell the world who you are in 160 characters or less. And step seven is how to use your background to promote your promotional strategy. And that's it for this week. But before I go, I want to share a resource I've found to be very useful with my writing, and that is Gwen Hernandez's Scrivener for Dummies. I've been a big fan of Scrivener for a while, and after reading Gwen's book, I've found more ways to adapt it to my own writing style to write even faster and more effectively than before. You can find Scrivener for Dummies, sorry, you can find Scrivener for Dummies on your favourite online bookseller website, or ask for a copy at your local bookshop. You can also find Gwen on Twitter at Gwen underscore Hernandez, and the link to Gwen's, Gwen's Twitter, a link to Gwen's Twitter account, will be included in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'd love to hear your questions, comments, or feedback, which you can send to show at stephengordon.org. If you did enjoy this episode, why not subscribe to the show on iTunes, or to have new episodes delivered to your inbox with links and show notes included? go to stephengordon.org forward slash sign up and subscribe. If you've already subscribed, I'd really appreciate you giving the show a rating over on iTunes or telling others about it on your favourite social network. And don't forget that I'll be at this year's Octacon in Dublin 
hosting a workshop on how to write and sell more books without an agent or publisher. If you're in Dublin on the 13th of October, why not come along and take part? You can get full details from stephengordon.org forward slash events. And I hope to see you there. And if you are, please do come up and say hello. Until next time, I hope you're writing more, selling more and having fun as you do it.